I was just thinking, I've got a few years behind me now, and I was just thinking how things have changed over the years. I can remember at work that we would deck our showroom, deck our offices out with Christmas cards. Hundreds of them. I think this year we've had two, maybe three Christmas cards because change has come like that e-card and people send e-cards. I was thinking when I was younger, there was three channels on the TV. I can remember Channel 4 starting. And yep, there you go. So all the people can remember that. And I can remember that, that there, was, there was big programs on the TV at Christmas and you'd only got three channels to watch. Do you remember when you had to get out your seat to turn the TV over? <laughs> do, do you remember that? How things change. And this is, what, this is what made me think about change this Christmas because I seen an advert on the TV that said, now you haven't even got to use the remote. You can talk to the TV and the TV changes over. How things change. My mum used to tell me that when she was young, that for Christmas she had an apple and an orange. You know? Can you imagine waking up in this day and age, Christmas morning, to an apple and an orange? Now, I'm not going to speak tonight whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, what people, what people share. But certainly, things have changed. How about Christmas lights? Christmas lights all over the, all over the streets at this time of the year. They've changed, haven't they? There haven't always been Christmas lights around. I don't know if your neighbours have got Christmas lights. It makes me laugh. Up where we live, every year, there's a, a neighbour who lives three doors away from us. His name is Ken. I'm not going to say any more in case you come up and see him. But Ken just has one string of very old Christmas lights and he puts them every year in his one window on the front of his house. No other lights on his house. It makes me laugh. And I can go up to Ruth and I say, you know what, Ruth? Ken's got his Christmas lights up. And after Christmas, I'll come down. Next Christmas, I'll go back. Same position, one window, half a dozen lights, old as a conquer tree. And that's, that's Ken. But you know what? I think that the changes that have gone on over the years are unrecognisable. People were to come back to this earth now, see how we celebrate Christmas. Christmas today is unrecognisable to people who have passed from this earth. But you know what? The message of Christmas never changes. The message of Christmas never changes. If you want a title for this evening, it's Light Up Your Life. Light Up your life because in a dark world I want to encourage you to light up your life. Isaiah 9 and verse 2 says this, the people who are now living in darkness will see a great light. They are now living in a very dark land but a light will shine on them. Isaiah foretold of a forecoming saviour, his name was Jesus Christ, the saviour and light of the world. Flip the calendar forward about 700 years and we turn to Luke 2, 8 to 11, and this is what it says. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Let's go forward about 30 years now. John 8 verse 12, Jesus speaking. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light and the light of life. John 12 verse 46. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Jesus Christ was born over 2,000 years ago. Light of the world. That light never changes and that light never goes out. Do you believe it this evening? How about you? This Christmas 2019, are you living in the light? Or is your life full of darkness? You may have known the light, but that light could be dim this evening. Is that you? You know, I walk over Clint with my dog quite often, at least once a day. Sometimes twice a day. And in these dark nights, I get home from work, I put a collar on my dog with lights on it, and I carry two torches, and over to Clint I'll go. And I'll tell you what, sometimes I'll turn the light off and you can't see a hand in front of you. It's true, Ruth says to me, why do you take two torches? Well, I've got two rechargeable torches. And Ruth says, why do you take two torches? Because if one torch goes out, it's dark. And so I'll tell you something. Occasionally, out of the darkness of Clent Hills, I see another dog come toward my dog. <laughs> Have a look. And I know, because I've seen it before, that, that that dog's owner is around somewhere. And that dog is a young lady. And a young lady will walk over Clint Hills in the pitch black dark without a torch. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but she does. And she walks her dog. But you know what? I've got a torch that lights up my way so that I can see my next step. So important. Jesus came into this world over 2,000 years ago so that we can live in light, not in darkness. So are you in darkness this evening? Or are you in the light? Or is you in the shadows? Is there a crack in your life where you can just see a glimmer of light? But you could say to me, Mark, you don't know my background. Mark, you don't know my current situation. You don't know me. And that's true. But let me tell you something. I might not know you, but God knows you. And when God sent Jesus to come and be light to this earth, he didn't send it for one person. He didn't just send it for the shepherds. He didn't just send it for the wise men. He sent that light for everybody. That includes you. So I might not know your circumstance this evening, but God does. And God wants to bring that light of himself into your life if you let him. I was listening to a story. It wasn't a story, it was an interview this week on the radio. And this interview was with a man who was a submariner. He'd just retired. He'd been a submariner for 30 years. 
And the, the uh, bloke who was interviewing him just asked him a few questions and he said, he says, what's it like on a, on a, on a submarine? He says, oh, he says, you know, he says, well, we, we, we go out on a submarine. The bloke says, well, how long do you go for? He says, well, we're, we're under sea. It was a nuclear submarine, British nuclear submarine. He said, we're under the sea for three months at a time. And so then the interviewer says, well, where do you go? And he said, we don't know. He says, there's only a handful of people on the submarine that know our location. Boy, he says, that must be really strange. He says, yeah, he says, he says well, how do, you, how do you live on a submarine? He says, I'll tell you what, the, the submariner said. He said, for the first week, it's, 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 it's okay. He said, but then, he says, we work four-hour shift patterns. He says, and you know what, he said, after the first week, he says, you don't know what time of date is. He says, sometimes you'll turn up to the dining room expecting breakfast, bacon and eggs. But you'll be served stinking your point chips because you lose track of time. He says, you don't know if it's day or night. You don't know what day of the week it is unless you ask. And you know why? Just because there's no natural light. There's no natural light on the submarine. I want to encourage you this evening in natural light. The natural light that was provided at Christmas time 2,000 years ago. And that natural light is Jesus Christ. <laughs> whether you know him, whether you don't know him. I just want to bring before you this evening quickly, because I know the clock is ticking. But I want to bring before you four points, God-ordained points, that I believe if you accept them and adopt them, you will have light in your life. The first one is this. In the darkness of despair, <coughs> there is light of hope. In the darkness of despair, there is the light of hope. <clears throat> you know, for some people, Christmas brings despair. We all think it's a great time. We enjoy Christmas. But how about the people that have lost somebody this year? Might have lost somebody years and years ago and never really got over it. Christmas time, everything just pops back up. Times of despair, old wounds can be opened. Things that have affected you in your lifetime, Christmas time, just can all come. There's a lot of people who can't afford Christmas. Have you seen the Salvation Army advert on the TV? Where are you spending your Christmas? A lot of people around have got no family. Living on the streets at Christmas time. This is times of despair. But you know what? There's light at the end of the tunnel. Why? Because the light of hope can shine on you. The light of hope will enable you to find your way. Believe in Jesus, who is what Christmas is all about. I've heard a few times this year, this statement said, and you've probably heard the same, Christmas is just for kids. We heard that this year. I've heard it a couple of times. Christmas is just for kids. That's a load of rubbish. Christmas is for everybody. The light of the world is for Everybody, I'd encourage you to expect abundantly more. Don't live negative, unexpectant lives because Jesus said, I have come into this world so that you can have life and life to the full. Romans 15 verse 13 tells me this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. This is our God, the light of the world, our God who wants to light up your life.
In the darkness of suffering, there is the light of life. In the darkness of suffering, there's the light of life. Whatever you're facing, Christmas holds light. It holds the promise of help and hope. It holds the promise of light and love. The promise of joy and peace. The promise of life and life to the full. There's a few people who I've picked out of the Bible who are living in darkness and Jesus touched them. How about Lazarus? Jesus called him out of the tomb. Jesus called Bartimaeus out of blindness. Jesus called the demonic man from darkness into light. Jesus called lame people to dance. The light of Christmas is still shining bright. And he wants to share life with you. Jesus can light up your life. He can. A few of you who are on our prayer, uh, our prayer chat, church prayer chat. I had a message earlier this week. Earlier this week, Ruth, was it? Yeah. About a friend of ours, a big friend of Ruth, um, Ruth, Ruth's old boss, actually, um, Roger and Debbie. And uh, they were down at the, uh, at the pantomime that we put on. Well, Debbie and her daughter um, were down at the pantomime. Her daughter was expecting a little one. I jokingly said to Amy, the daughter, don't have it here. Uh, back at the pantomime. Well, beginning of, of this week, um, we got that prayer line because the baby was born. It was a C-section, emergency delivery, and the baby was struggling. So much so that the doctors said to Amy, this is, this is really bad. And when a doctor said, it's really bad, it's really bad. And so, um, obviously, was, there was flap and panic in the family, as you can expect. And Ruth got the message, please pray for little, uh, little Addison. And so Ruth then put it on the prayer chain. And I know that there's people in here, when we pick that prayer chain up, we say a prayer and, you know, we, we, we hope for the best. That baby's fine now. No doubt coming out of hospital soon and absolutely fine. Doctors said, wow. So you can sit here tonight and think that's the light of the world or you can think, no, that's just doctors. You can think, well, technology, and it is, technology is fantastic, isn't it? <coughs> but maybe it's an answer to prayer. Maybe it's an answer to your prayer that you prayed for that little baby this week because the light of the world still wants to interact with each one of us. Still pray for Amy because Amy's not doing so good. That's the mom. So still keep remembering Amy in your prayers, please, because she's still not doing uh, so good. So let's uh, keep praying for Amy and for Addison. But Isaiah 41 verse 10 says this, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is our God, the light of the world. Our God who wants to light up your life. In the joy, sorry, in the darkness of fear, there is the light of joy. From the earliest of mankind, we've known fear. We all experience fear occasionally, some more often than others, don't we? And you know what? Fear can immobilise us. We need something that will enable us to face our fears 
Remember, the light of Christmas still shines. What does the carol say? The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. What did the angels say to the shepherds? And the shepherds were afraid. Be not afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all the people. Hear that? All the people. In the midst of your darkness, there is light. Let the light of joy give you courage. Armed with the joy of Christmas, armed with the light of Christmas, armed with the hope of Christmas, you can stand against anything and everything that will threaten you. Sometimes it's easy for us to give. And I'm sure that's happening at Christmas. People, it's easier to give. But you know what? Sometimes it's really difficult to accept. I'd encourage you this evening to accept. To accept the light of the world. Because our God is the light of the world. Our God wants to lighten up your life. In the darkness of anxiety, I think this is the last one. In the darkness of anxiety, there is the light of peace. You know, we live in great times of anxiety, don't we? Young, middle-aged, older people. I think it's ironic that with all the, uh, the, the sort of continuation of, of, of technology getting better and better and better and better, <laughs> anxiety has increased. I'm told, I don't know about this, so bear with me, but I'm told that today there is more teenage suicides than ever before. And teenagers have got all the technology at their fingertips, haven't they? But you know what? It's a dark world that we live in. Have you heard the news today? News today, before I come out, two ladies have had their, um, have had their, have been stabbed, had their throat slashed in uh, Kent, I think it was. Dark world that we, that we live in. Every time it seems that you put the news on, somebody has been stabbed somewhere. It just seems to be an everyday occurrence. It's a dark world that we live in, but the light has come. Come 2,000 years ago at Christmas. Light in this dark world. Do you believe it? Light in this dark world. With all this anxiety life, we can completely miss the light that we're searching for. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We need to know God's peace. The shepherds were told of a great news by an angel. But you know what? The shepherds had to do something about it. Because the shepherds had to go to the place where Jesus was. So my question to you, my invitation to you this evening is, will you go to the place where Jesus is? Will you come to the place where Jesus is this evening? It's entirely up to you. True story, a few years ago, it was nativity time at the local school. <laughs> Teachers were casting pupils into their various, into their various roles. There was one great lad in class named Andy. But Andy was a slow learner. But he was a lovely lad. Andy wanted to be part of the nativity play. So Andy shot his hand up when the teacher was asking who wants to be in the play. All his classmates thought, well, the only thing Andy's going to be able to do really is open and close the curtain. 
at the front of the at the front of the nativity. To everybody's surprise, the teacher cast Andy as the innkeeper. Everybody was surprised because nobody thought that Andy would be able to carry out the part of the innkeeper. Practice after practice after practice. Mary and Joseph turn up to the inn. Can we stop with you tonight? Andy had got the words off Pat. I'm sorry, there's no room. Practice after practice. Sorry, there's no room. Only a few words. Sorry, there's no room. Come the day of the production, school hall was full. Everything was rocking and rolling. Mary and Joseph come up to Andy. Andy stood there by the door, knock, knock, knock. Joseph said to me, said to Andy, the innkeeper, can we stop with you? I've got nowhere to go. Andy froze. Knock, knock, knock. Can we stop with you? We've travelled so far. Can we stop with you? Silence. Joseph got a little bit touchy thinking we've got to continue the play. So he took things into his own hands. He got hold of Mary's hand, he turned away from the stable door, leaving Andy there in silence and walked away. As he walked away, Andy shouted at the top of his voice, Stop! Stop! You can come home with me. There's plenty of room in my house and we'd love to have you in, in our home with my family. Words that shouldn't have been said, but words with the true meaning. So the question is this evening to you, will you be like Andy and ask Jesus, the light of the world, to come and be with you? Or will you be with the traditional innkeeper and say, I'm sorry, there's no room. <laughs> I'd encourage you, whatever your circumstances are at this Christmas time, to look to the light of the world that never goes out. To look to the light of the world to bring you peace and hope at this Christmas time. To look to a saviour who's got nothing but love for each one of us. That's our God. All we've got to do is go to the place where he is. Will you this evening? Will you be like Andy? Come home with me. Come home with me. Or will you be like the traditional innkeeper? I'm sorry, <clears throat> there's no room. The amazing thing is you've got a choice. If I was God, I would have given you a choice. But God gives each one of us a choice. And that choice is yours this evening. The light of the world is there for each one of us. Please make the right decision.